Hey, hey, I'm excited. How are you? <laughs> Hi, welcome to another episode of Shades of Us, the review. I am Ramat. In June 2017, or thereabouts, I went online and saw a trailer of a movie that made my insides quiver. It stars one of my all-time favorite actors, whom I have the biggest crush on, even though he married. <laughs> and... One woman that I respect and have come to adore for her acting and her beauty and the essence and class that she exudes. And you know, when I saw both of them in this, I was excited about the possibility of watching two of them together on the screen. And for six whole months, I, I don't kid you, six whole months, I could barely contain myself. I was always following every news about the film. I was excited to see that film. When the movie finally premiered on November 24th, and I got to the cinemas a week later to watch it, it was all I could do not to review it immediately. But <laughs> my patience has finally paid off. And today, I get to review Shirley Frimpong Manso's potato potato lulu i changed the locks tony this is your official space two bedrooms and half of the kitchen and half of the compound i expect to be told if i'm going to be running to strange headless men on my lawn that is my half of the lawn i hope you don't mind i took some of your sugar to make mr tony's tea would you bring a hot-looking gentleman into the home you share with your ex-husband? No, but I won't share the same house with my ex-husband. Mr. Kwate, henceforth, I need you to use this side of the entrance, okay? And make sure you park the car more towards this side, exactly on this angle. I guess that's your side of the kitchen? I think this is a bad idea. From the man who is living with his ex-wife? You will stop at nothing to see me miserable. This from someone who asked me for a divorce. Let's not forget who broke up this Please, marriage. I want my butt Stop! So I've told you about the history of the film, how I've been excited to see it, how much I waited, and you know, what I finally saw when I got to see the film. Mm. So I'm going to talk about it today. Potato Potato was written and directed by Shirley Frimpong Manso. And um, the cast included Osi Ukeje, whom everybody knows I love. Whom everybody knows I have the biggest crush on. It was so bad that when I got to meet him, um, I totally had, you know, weak knees and butterflies in my belly. It was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> he starred as Tony. And then there was Jocelyn Dumas, the very beautiful, classy so much grace being exuded from her talented to a fault she played lulu and man she's hot <laughs> she's a fine woman and um i was totally happy when i got to see jockey silver who is such a classy refined awesome actor you know she's just that kind of person that you want to be around not necessarily know but be around and be like you know let me tap some of that awesomeness from you she was fantastic in the film there's kemi lala kindoju i love kemi i love i love lala like crazy uh yes i'm also going to farms i met her once and i was like so nervous i couldn't talk to her yeah she's she's that fantastic she was frances in the movie and then it was chris i told her dark chocolatey man mm -mm -mm. he played gabby totally <laughs> weird character but i will get into that in a bit and there was blossom oh blossom chukujeku's friend that man is fine 
what <sighs> it's it's weird because when i did meet him it was that it was bad i was in film school and he reviewed um a play we made for him it was bad review i, I was horrible in the play but i got angry that he he reviewed me poorly and this time i get to review him so tit for tat yeah <laughs> Oh, uh, and then there were other people like Ajate Anang, Victoria Michaels, and Nikki Simonas. It was produced by Kenna Tor, Shelley Frimpong Manso, and Sarah Inyalawal. Sarah is doing so much good work in the movie industry, and um, I think she's getting her due. You know, she's going to go places with what she's doing. She's going places already, but she will go further because of what she's doing. Really, really fantastic woman. Now, the cinematography was by Kenna Tor, whom I must say did a really fantastic job of that the beauty of the film was just beyond words i mean it, it was beautiful to look at it was ah i think he did a really fantastic job can i tell i doff my hat to you well done sir <laughs> Um, so the co-production companies that handle potato potato, um, include Ascent Studio, 19 April Entertainment, Virgo Sun Limited, and Lufodo Production. And, um, you know, it was directed by the award-winning Shelly Frimpong. I love Shelly. She's, she's, she's good at what she does. So I, I kind of like, really like, you know, her work. The choice of songs in Potato Potato offers viewers an experience um, outside the film. It's beautiful. And, you know, I always say that when you have the score to your film well done, the people will naturally forgive you a lot of things. I really hate it when the score is horrible. And the score on Potato Potato is just fantastic. I mean, there was a song by OCUKJ. Yes, <laughs> I didn't know he sang. I almost didn't want to hear the song when I first heard that OCD did song because I was like, please, I don't want it to be one of those horrible things. And then I have to now see that he has a flaw and all of that. But then it turns out, you know, it was a really decent song, really nice song. And it did well. I like it. The song was unveiled a little while before the film and uh, it features Nigerian rap star Vector and also Jocelyn Dumas and also scenes from the film. So it was really good. The name of the song is also Potato Potato as expected and i think oc did well with it uh the world premiere for potato potato was at the khan film festival where frimpong manso said it was well received i don't know she was there so she said so and it was also featured at the durban international film festival where um the reception it received surprised even the director as they said i don't know and um what is the storyline of Potato Potato? <sighs> Let's dig into it. A divorced couple who decided to share equal space in their ex-matrimonial home soon realized that the idea is easier said than done. Bent on flexing their egos and scoring points, the two employ various hilarious tactics that soon inflames emotions and turns an already complicated situation into a roller coaster ride. Question is, why are divorced people living together? Who does that? You know, why do you put yourself through that kind of drama? But I loved the comedy of it. It was good. It was well played. And it was interesting to watch because, you know, divorce is such a sensitive topic. You know, you would never expect that an African story will talk about divorce in a dramedy. You actually expect it to be in such a drama with people tearing each other down, you know, nails pulling out blood and stuff. But I, I mean, 
it was really really well done <laughs> now um like i usually do on the podcast i talk about my favorite things and you know definitely look at them and then the things i don't like i talk about them so this time i want to say the cast was fantastic oc was brilliant so was jocelyn so was chris at all <laughs> i can't even deal chris at all i can't i cannot deal at all jockey silver was fantastic um i loved seeing um lala and blossom but i'll talk about that a bit um both of them and then the cinematography like i've said is fun it was beautiful the film was beautiful to see the art direction was just wow the costume was was oh my god the costume was good i love the fact that almost everything had the cast in african attire even if it was a little bit of an african attire it was it was just well done i loved how shirley was putting out African beauty in so many aspects of the film, whether it was in the decor, whether it was in the clothes, you know, very, I loved it. Ah, print is beautiful and print came out well on the, on, on the film. The art direction, like I said, the placing of things was, uh, yes. Yes, there's one part of the art direction I didn't like. There was this sex scene between Lulu and um, Tony where they were having sex right in front of a wardrobe. And I felt, oh, no, why did you use that space? But it was generally, generally the art direction was good. Now, usually I tell you my favorite scenes and then I play you clips from it. And But I'm not going to do that for this because you know what? I've only just seen this movie once and... um. Yes, I know you might say my my views may be flawed, but I went to watch the film. I waited six months to watch the film, so I watched. But um, I, I don't even have clips to play, so I'm just going to say it as I feel. Yeah, so um, I love me some Lala. I love me some Lala. I absolutely love me some Lala. But... It felt like much wasn't required of her, and so she didn't bring much to the film. Um, she showed up, and that was all, you know. Lala is one of those actors that has a presence in all of her movies, and I was quite unhappy that she didn't have one in this film. She was not there, you know, you know, like, psst, there was no oomph to her character. She was a supportive friend, and that was all, you know. Um, maybe it was my fault for expecting pizzazz. But I was underwhelmed by Lala's presence in the film. Not to say she didn't translate the role well. Because she did. You know, she was just supposed to be a supportive friend. But I think Shirley should have written something that showed Lala's range. Lala's range was not there. You know, it was just, you know, I'm here. I'm your supportive friend. I'm gone. And, and that was it. I wanted more for Lala in the film. I understand it was a supporting role. It wasn't supposed to be big. But I would have loved to see Lala with maybe an attitude like girl why you stay with your husband leave your husband is you know stuff like that. i don't know i, I kind of went into the cinema expecting so much out of lala's character and i was in all honesty underwhelmed uh the next person i want to talk about is chris at all oh my god dumb as a soup and almost impossible to believe it was crazy how dumb chris was in that role i kept asking myself are people really this dumb <laughs> at first, okay i'm gonna calm down at first it was uber funny to watch him trans translate that role 
And then I looked at him as a character. Gabby, which he played, was deliberately stupid. What? <laughs> when I saw him toting that gun, I wanted to shoot him myself in the hopes of giving him some sense. Unfortunately, a shot couldn't correct that craziness. That level of craziness was just out of this world. I haven't seen anything where Chris at all was like that. And it was refreshing to see him out of his normal type of scenes. <laughs> I wondered what Shirley did to convince him to do that role because in all honesty, I literally cannot think or look at Chris at all without thinking of him being that really deliberately stupid person on potato potato. Wow, like I mean there are some things that will stick with you forever and that's why you have to be very very careful when picking your roles and I think that Chris at all <laughs> I just I can't deal. I'm gonna move on. I'm still talking about um Chris Atto, and this time I'm gonna be a little bit skating. Um the robbery scene was so poorly ex executed that every act was cringeworthy. I'm sorry, Shirley, but I have to say this. Um how does one set off a gun by sitting on it? Uh, if the safety was off, why didn't it go off when they were waving the gun up and down when they were threatening the couple? So it was <laughs> and the blood <laughs> And you know him moaning about being shot and the way he walked out of the house you know what it was just too much i think maybe the fact that it was completely ridiculous was why the tony and lulu were so calm they couldn't be bothered by anything and it was like just do a good jerry and i think lulu even said as much you know uh the scene could have been so much better it could have been so much done but it didn't cut it this is what happens when you try to mix a little bit of slapstick comedy into what you're doing i'm not a fan of slapstick comedy at all unless it is so well done you cannot ignore it but this one wasn't well done at all the entire scene was just a no i i really didn't like that scene the, the entire robbery scene it just it was just too much for me now let's talk about another scene that got me <clears throat> feeling some type of way the sex scenes now it felt a little too tame for a married couple it was almost too rehearsed you know it didn't feel spontaneous or real a lot could have been done to make it better and better doesn't necessarily mean steamier you know but it could have been better more realistic is probably the term i'm looking for i would have preferred it steamier of course i mean it's oc and jocelyn but you know i would have preferred it steamier especially after the scene where Lulu and Tony were fighting and, and the, the fight that led into having, you know, quickie sex. And I kind of really wanted it to be steamy at that point. I wanted to see Tony grab his wife's ass, you know. She has a fine ass. He should have grabbed it, you know, or something. Maybe it, it was just, I don't know, the sex scenes were a bit tame. Now, I want to ask, O.C., Jocelyn, which of you didn't want to have that happen? You know, it's... I don't know which of you didn't want that happening. But then another thing that could be is maybe for the regulatory bodies. And so maybe that's the reason why, uh, as opposed to the cast and crew. But, you know, for whatever it was, I think that more could have been done about the sex scenes. But I forgive y'all. If I'm acting, which I hope to do soon, I will not act any sex scenes. So I understand why, you know, that was that. But I, f I felt like it would have been better if it was a bit more you know it had a bit more oomph so coming to the thing that was said and uh here's a little background so um the maid 
that was brought in by Tony supposedly said something to Lulu that set her off. And for weeks, there was this build up in the entire film about trying to find out what that thing was that was said. I was like, you know, okay, I wanted to know everybody. I, like, when I was in the cinema, everybody was like, what's this thing? What's this thing that was said? What could have been said that set her off like this? And then to find out what was actually said was such an anticlimax. Oh my God. Like, <sighs> while it was understandable that Jocelyn was to be perceived as irrational, it would have made more sense for something to have been said. A better plot would have been to say something so trivial that the fixation was unnecessary and not not saying anything at all. It just, I couldn't deal. I was, that was so anticlimactic for me. I just couldn't deal with that. I think it was poorly executed and I, I really couldn't deal with that at all. Mm-mm. Now, let me talk about Jocelyn. I've said that she's fine. I've talked about the fact that she's talented, but she did so well in the film. I loved how Lulu was uptight. I totally connected to the, I don't want this man to think he matters to me kind of act that she was putting on throughout the film. Yes, I'm mostly like that in person. And I get why a strong, powerful and successful woman wouldn't want to come off as weak in any way. But that nitpicky attitude must have been hell to deal with for any man not just any man for anyone because girl i mean people have morning breath people forget to wipe down the walls it's simple people forget to put out seats on the toilets these are simple things i mean why were they so important that she was literally running her husband down you don't do that to people and that goes both ways men and women like you don't do that to your spouse and expect them to be happy no that was just wrong on so many grounds. Like, that needs to attitude. Ah, if I was Tony, I would have left. Since, since. <laughs> um, I think Jocelyn brought it and she could have, she couldn't have done a better job at it. She really, really did bring it. The quarrelsome nature of Jocelyn was just refreshing. Like, every single thing was something she needed to fight about and i could understand because you know a whole lot of us have that kind of attitude we're trying to change we're trying to ask the good lord to change us and remove all that kind of nastiest attitude from our minds but i think yeah um it was refreshing to see that aspect of jocelyn oh see okay now i'm gonna talk about him Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so I need to be professional while doing this and forget that, you know, there's this thing called the crush there. But I think um, Osu KJ was able to bring the character to life, you know. I love that he's doing more mature roles because for a minute there, he was typecast as a playboy. And, you know, it's hard for you to come out of a typecast. And I think that's the reason why OC is branching out. And I, I remember watching Katcha and he didn't even have a love interest. And it was fantastic for me to see. I was excited to see that because he was fantastic in that role, just as he, he was fantastic in this role. I think though that um because of OC's small frame, portraying an older, a more mature man, not necessarily older, a more mature man was hard to visualize. But I think the glasses worked. Um, Whoever gave him those glasses made him, he actually did look older. He sounded more mature, more interesting to watch. And, you know, it made him feel older in spite of, you know, 
what he looks like. <laughs> I think he was flawless in his delivery, except that he didn't grab Lulu's butt. But you know, I'm I'm not fixated on grabbing butts or anything. I'm just saying, you know, husband and wife having sex should be more, you know, I'm gonna let that slide. Again, I love that OC is taking roles that shows his range. In 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 potato potato, he's not that alpha get any girl he sets his eye type of man uh, that I'm used to seeing on the screens, you know. He's the meek husband, a beta male that you even say who just wants things to work out. Uh, so it's not something you expected OC to do. And he did it and did it well. He delivered it well. See, there were, you know, there were times when he expressed frustration and I was like, oh yes. And then he expressed anger and I was like, oh yes. There was this scene, I think I tweeted about it. OC knows how to invade your space. He does that well. Like when Jocelyn was like, I just came to tell you. And I was like, came to tell me what and she was like i was like he came to tell me i was like oh i wish i was just leaning this moment okay relax ramat respect your grandmother and your family lineage okay <laughs> so um i think he really did well you almost want to pity him in that role as uh tony dealing with lulu and i think he really brought it to the scene so this brings me to the part that got me confused. How did Lulu and Tony even meet for crying out loud? What what did he do to get her to marry him? Because they're so vastly different. She seems to be the alpha female and he the beta male. How did they meet? How did they, did they date? Did they have sex before they got married? Did they have sleepovers? Why the hell did they even get married? You know, these are the questions that came to my mind. Because they looked so ill-matched. I mean, they're fine. I'm fine people and all of that. But they looked ill-matched because of their temperaments and all of that. So you just begin to wonder. I kind of faulted Shirley's writing on that point. Because I wanted backstories that told me a little bit about why they were having the kind of problems they were having. and um, Like, why was Lulu so uptight? What in her life made her so uptight? Um... Why wasn't Lulu's mother more disturbed by the divorce and all of that? Like you would expect an African, you know, I know it's comedy and all of that, but these things could still have been addressed. So I kind of wish that the film had more backstory. So I understood what was going on. But, you know, apart from the line where Lulu says, um, you didn't seem to mind before we got married, you know, there seemed nothing that told about their relationship when they were dating, how they came together, that made them who they are, and that would have made understanding why they had such problems a thing. So I, I faltered that a little bit. And um, like, you know, like I said, I was worried that uh, Mrs. Williams wasn't too um, disturbed. Speaking of Mrs. Williams, I absolutely think the star of the film was Joker Silva. No beef, OC, no beef. Justin, but I think Jocker Silva takes it. Her expressions, her mannerisms, and delivery of the role was beyond beautiful. She was the most believable character on the film. And that scene where she threatened to spank <laughs> Tony was just lit. I was like, oh my god, totally, totally get it. She 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 just brought so much beauty and grace to that scene. I loved it. I love her calm influence throughout the film. Um, the realization that she was dealing with adults who could make their own choices made her a supportive mother instead of a boss mother. Like we have, like most African mothers are, you know, they try to ram down their opinions down your throats and all of that. So I think she really brought it to the film. And then I'll now move to Blossom. 
I said I was gonna go <laughs> talk about blossom, maybe do a tit for tat, but I'm not mean, I'm a nice person. Um absolutely first hated the scene where Fred, played by Blossom, talked about how cheating woke his marriage up. Not because the scene was not well done, but the scene was well done. I, I mean the, the story itself. I was so angry because it's only a man that will get away with that kind of statement. The goal of the statement got me thinking like what? If it was a woman who said she cheated to wake her marriage up, eh, the kind of drama that people will see, eh, it's not even from this world. So I think that scene was, it, it rubbed me off the wrong way. It was fantastically done. The acting was done. The story, the, the thing that was said, that was what got me angry. And, you know, Blossom knows how to bring it to whatever film he's acted. Um, but I had another problem with something that was around blossom what was it again oh yes um the fact that his wife had a kidney disease i kind of felt like that was the wrong thing to use like i mean did she have a kidney disease before the cheating or after the cheating um i needed to have more backstory to that but kidney disease i mean something it just it was just i i think it was the wrench to something that was perfectly working but like something else could have been said something else could have some some other kind of disease i don't know why the kidney disease just rubbed me off because it's kidney disease is a big problems you know and unless you have a whole lot of money they can pose lifetime struggles so mm, i don't know i just kind of felt kind of weird about that scene anywho i just think blossom has a lot that he could have also brought just like lala he could have brought to the film but that didn't happen because for whatever reason you know, I think it was just written that he'll be a supportive friend and that was that. And I don't know. I think the one place where I really appreciated Blossom was when he actually sized Lulu's backside. So, um, you know, where he says, your woman is hot. And, you know, it, it kind of showed something out of the range. But I wish that he a little bit more was written for him where he gave more than just the supportive friend role. The, and the maid though <sighs> are those the kind of maids that rich people have because man that girl was hot for days she was looking all types of fly <laughs> but i think she did well based on the role that she was given and um i like to say the location the art direction and the costume were top form i've said this before but i say it again they were top form they were really fantastic and everything was well placed and it was visually appealing Generally, I think Shirley brought um, something really beautiful to the big screen with Potato Potato. It was a refreshing movie. I was funny in the right places. I was especially impressed that Shirley brought some comic relief to a really sensitive issue. Divorce, you know. We all know how messy divorces can be and how much it can tear people apart. Uh, but the beauty of Potato Potato is that it shows that it's never that serious. Unless, of course, there's domestic violence and abuse. And, you know, if that is the case, run their abused run also the little things that can break people apart were played in the film played well in the film you know simple things i mean people really stop having a good relationship just because someone doesn't put down the toilet or presses the tube of toothpaste in the middle or you know these simple things can actually set off a marriage and i'm like why why do couples have so much drama on things that are trivial unimportant but it's just a reflection of our personalities and for the most part they can become really big issues in marriages and i'm glad that um 
Shelly Fring Pong brought it on. She talked about it well. So would I watch Potato Potato again? <clears throat> yes. And again. And again. So this time I watch it as a filmmaker. Um, next time I'll watch it as an as you know, just someone who loves films. And maybe the next time I'll watch it as someone who wants to learn more about uh, cinematography. But I think it's really, really such a beautiful picture. Though the story was a bit sketchy in some places, like I've said, um it made me happy, genuinely happy. I it's bad that I've just watched a movie once and I picked all of this stuff from it. You know, it tells you how much I was so engrossed in the film. I love the nuances, I love the comic relief it brought. I love the fact that you know, had two beautiful people together. You know, I love Joke Silva. I love her. She is fantastic. I love the general cast. I loved the fact that it was visually appealing and genuinely I loved everything about the film. So I will rate Potato Potato a seven over ten. But that is my opinion. What do you think about Potato Potato? Have you seen the film? If you haven't, go to the cinemas quickly, watch it and wait. I just did free advert for Shirley. Like, I mean, I should get paid for this. But anyway, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. <laughs> and tell me, do you like the film? What are your favorite parts? And what are your least favorite parts? You can share your views in the comment section. And remember that you can select the movie that I get to review next week. And I'll definitely review it for you. That's about it on the show today. I had so much fun doing this one. <laughs> Please listen to the end of this podcast to find out ways to contact us. And don't forget to tune in every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1pm on our various platforms for a fresh new episode of the podcast. It's Hugs and Kisses from Ramat. Bye. Yeah. That's a wrap on today's podcast. If you like us, then like us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Shades of Us. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shades of Us Afrique. Drop us a comment or tweet at us about any songs or movies you think would make for a great review. You could email Shades of Us Africa at gmail.com or text to plus 234-905-912-7552. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you later. <laughs>